Welcome to the Pursuit of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Melissa K. Barham, and I'm an entrepreneur, traveler, thinker, and creative on a mission to help you discover and lean deeper into your purpose. Here, we'll have inspiring conversations over topics like business, spirituality, personal development, mindset and manifestation, and how to live on purpose. My goal with this podcast is to help you connect with the answers already inside of you and expand your vision of who you truly are and who you're meant to be. I'm so grateful you're here and I can't wait to set off in the pursuit of purpose together. Now let's jump in. Aloha friends, welcome back to the podcast. This is Melissa and you are on and tuning into the Hawaii episode, the long awaited one that I promised you that I would record and here we are finally doing it. So I am so stoked for this episode. I know I always say that, but like stoke is next level high for this episode particularly, okay? So we are in, we, me, um, I guess we, cause it's like me and my family as well, but I'm in Kona, Hawaii, and I promised you guys I would record an episode, wanted to do it outside, but lo and behold, outside's really windy and there's like cars and birds and waves and you'd hear pretty much all that except for me. So we moved things inside, not mad about it because this way you can hear a lot more about what we want to talk about today. So here we are. I just want to say seriously, like, if I could live here in Hawaii, I mean, if I was American, then that would make sense. But honestly, I would. I have so much enjoyed my time in Hawaii here, and I haven't been back here for 12 years, and man, I just love, like, being a jungle monkey, like, being barefoot. I just walk around everywhere barefoot, essentially. have not got stabbed by anything, even though there's some very sharp trees, but I've been loving it. Just, you know, like, the only, only makeup you have is your tan just walking around in a bather all day long, it's actually the best. So I've had one week here in Kona and then I was home for like, okay, I'm I'm sort of going backwards. So I was, I was in Maui for a week and then I had like a week and a half home and then now I'm back in Kona. Don't ask me why it's a long story. It involves an unfortunate series of events of booking things. But the first portion of my trip, really, I had traveled solo for 10 days in Maui. And right now I am back here with my family, but I'm on the big island this time in Kona, which is on the uh, west side. And it's definitely a different experience for sure, um, coming with one's family here. It's not, you know, it's not better or worse. It's just different. Like you do different stuff and a lot, a lot of fun because you're with other people. But when I was thinking about the episode I wanted to make specifically kind of around Hawaii that I told you guys I would make. I was thinking and I was like, okay, I want to make an episode for you guys that is just fun. Like first and foremost, I always want to have like helpful information in the podcast, bringing you guys value, but I also want to have a lot of fun and bring some of that to you guys too. So, you know, what's fun for me is always talking to you guys about travel. It lights me up a heck ton. I hope you can tell and I hope it does for you too. So I have a wealth of knowledge in this area and yeah, I, I don't know. I always think that there's something that I can help someone with in terms of travel. So I realized that when I was thinking about this episode, I was like, you know, probably there's so many people out there that have never done a solo trip before. And, you know, because duh, that's, it's super intimidating to do um, for the very first time. So I want to demyth some of that and share with you all the ways that traveling solo really is the best and hopefully give you the confidence to get out there and try it very soon in the near future if you have or you know maybe you haven't in a while (laughs) wink wink covid so i'm hoping that this incentivizes all of you guys to book your next solo trip so um going back to maui i honestly i mean i picked a i I picked maui at random sort of like i've been to oahu before i've been to all the islands about 12 years ago on a cruise with my family and i liked maui a lot didn't get a ton of time there. We only had a little bit of time in every place. And the other island I really loved was, was Kauai. Uh, it's like the Garden Isle. It's the most like north northerly one. And I love it just so, like how jungly and like Jurassic Parky it is. It reminds me of like Southeast Asia. But Kauai is like not really conducive. One, to solo travel. Two, being on a budget. And like three, getting around. Like mobility is not is not mobility friendly there. Um, and I didn't want to rent a car for the whole time that's it's expensive and by myself Maui or Hawaii in general is just like really expensive and as a Canadian the US dollar shoots us in the face so I picked Maui because it just has so much to it it has like 
a desert kind of side, really great snorkeling, surfing, like actually good surfing, um, which is a big reason why I was going. And then also like so much jungle and everything I like about that there. And being there, honestly, guys, just it reawakens so many things I love about solo travel and what it does for you. Those, you know, things and feelings that honestly I kind of forgotten um and really missed a lot like I I have traveled solo in the last year I was in France and stuff like that but really the last time that I was traveling solo and had like that kind of in-depth experience where you have to put yourself out there and um you know meet people I'll be open to like what's gonna happen today we don't know really the last time I did that was when I was in Asia uh, in 2018 and I was up there for exchange and stayed there for a long time afterwards. So it was, it, it's like, it was like coming home to a place that you, you know, forgot that you missed. And I was just so, so happy being there. And really I was staying at a hostel there. Um, I wanted to do that. I didn't want to be in a hotel and like this hostel is right on the beach. It's called Hakuna Matata. Would highly recommend. It's like really women focused. I mean, guys can stay there, but it's mostly women. And it's like everyone just comes and goes all the time. Like they're cooking together. You literally grab a surfboard. They ran to all like snorkels, surfboards, shoes, like rash guard, whatever you want. And it's free. And then you just like, oh, and bikes too. You walk out the gate and boom, the beach is there. And I can't tell you like how precious that is being in Kona now. Um, and everything is volcano rock and sharp and wants to kill you and there's like no like you can't get to the beach just by going on a little stroll so that was lovely when I was there just yeah that like beachy life never wore shoes like would go to the beach eat breakfast go for a morning walk come back surfing like so you could surf right off the beach met some people that were like surf instructors so you know just got to be like chummy with them went out surfing with them and like they're helping me with stuff loved all of that so you go out for like morning surf and like sunset surf, adventuring up the volcano, like going there for sun sunset. Yeah, we were there for sunset, not sunrise. Like snorkeling for turtles every day and just going to the road to Hana, jungle adventures. Like I met some friends and we were just, um, one was from France and one was from Germany. And we just like drove all day down the road to Hana and with like, we're like waterfall jumping and like just the best, the best times. And I loved all that stuff. I loved the uncertainty of it. I love the what's going to happen today kind of aspect of that. And you just really, instead of having a plan and having to stick to it because you planned it one day, you are planning in your present emotions right now. And that's what I really love about solo travel so much is that you get to be really in tune. You get to really listen and going like, hey, what do I, like I spent four days doing nothing pretty much with... Um, this one girl I met from Toronto there in Olivia, we just hung out on the beach, like read books. I read two different books, snorkeled, made some lunch, like, and then I was done with that. I wanted to go adventure. And, you know, when you're solo traveling, you kind of just really get to go with the flow and listen into what do I want to do today? Or what don't I want to do today? Because maybe you just want to be a potato, like whatever. But it's an opportunity that we don't really get in our super fast paced world at home because we always have to have a routine and a plan and an agenda. And it's really nice to be present and not have that sometimes. So kind of why Maui? I Like, why did I book this trip in the first place? Uh, was I planning it for a long time? No, uh, very much not planning it. Was it last minute? No, I didn't book it and then just go. I had like a little bit of time. However, I wanted to do something in the fall. I save vacation for it. I was going to actually go hiking in Switzerland in the, Dol in the Dolomites and do some like fall autumn photography there. And then that just didn't happen because the person I was going to go with, it, it just didn't work out. So kind of saved that for later. But then I was like, okay, well, I still want to go somewhere. And I just felt this push of like, go by yourself. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm well versed in solo travel enough to know like just to listen to that and like not have an issue with it. But it was more a matter of like, where was I going to go? And I literally like, kid you not, like I opened up Google Flights, my favorite app. Uh, if you want to know why it's my favorite app, go listen to like an old episode that I put of my travel hacks. I'll link it in the show notes as well. But yeah, I opened uh, Google Flights and you can just, you can look at Google Flight, Flights from where you're going and then like a week or two weeks, however length of time that you want. And then you can just hit map. Oh, and in the month. 
and it'll show you like what the rates are for everywhere for a two-week stint of the cheapest amount like in whatever month you set and I was looking at like going back to Singapore and like Bali and all that because I really missed there I was looking at Europe but Europe was insane and then I kind of just in the middle of the Pacific Ocean I saw like a really good deal for what it normally costs to go from Calgary to to Hawaii and I was like huh you know I haven't been to Hawaii for over 10 years and it just felt like the right place to go and I think I think the idea set in a little bit too of like I think you need Mel I think you need to go on a solo trip because I was kind of watching a lot of my friends do that lately and I think like something sort of cropping up and popping up of people feeling this desire to get out and go and put themselves on a limb and maybe do what scares them like this past or actually um yeah kind of same month my best friend she went on a solo trip for the very first time like always usually travels with me or with her family but went on a solo trip for the very first time to Paris couldn't go with her couldn't meet her there but like she went on that and had the best time and then my other friend he just went over to Australia for like I guess a year or more on like a working holiday visa and it's not even just there's a sense of people traveling, but I think there's a lot, there's a sense of like people using travel right now as a way to grow self and like be introspective and yeah, just put themselves out there after being stagnant for so long. And so I think people are just sort of saying, fuck it after COVID. And maybe that's the benefit of COVID, I guess. It just sort of shows us like, what are we waiting for? You know, if you want it, go get it. And be it an experience or, you know, a kind of lifestyle or different life that you want. Like you, you don't always have to have someone to go with you. And I see a lot more people coming to that realization, like in my circles now. And I freaking love it. Like it's so good. So I was sort of feeling these feels as well. And that's kind of why I went. And if you've never traveled solo yourself before, or maybe you, you even have, but it's still something sort of new to you. Like I know many people are intimidated by doing it. And some ask me, like, have I always been like this? Have I always been independent and loving solo travel? And the answer to that is no. Like, I, I've i always, I haven't always loved solo travel, but I think there was something about it that was really always intriguing to me. Like, even when I hadn't done it yet, I think, I was always really keen to do that. Hey guys, just want to take a quick break from today's episode because I want to talk to you about my newest offer that I created especially for you, which is my one-to-one purpose and business coaching. This is my 12-week private coaching program where I teach you exactly how to uncover and realize your true purpose and how to bring it to life and actually live it out in reality. Whether that's through your business, a passion project, whatever it is, together I deep dive with you to build a life of joy, fulfillment, and freedom that you are obsessed with. I created this program because I want everybody to live a life of purpose, doing what they know that they were put on this earth to do. I know what it is like to feel like you don't know who you truly are, why you're here, and what impact you're supposed to have in the world. To desire more, to know you're meant for more, but have no idea where to start or how to get there. So... Now that I've experienced exactly what you're feeling and figured it out, I am so excited to bring you the exact tools in this program that can help you to do the same. In this program, we'll cover how to discover and define your true purpose, how to let go of the weights and subconscious beliefs holding you back in the current version of you, build a strategy to become this next level you, living in and leading from your true purpose, and then create a life in alignment with that in your business or your project, building the strategies, mindset, and everything you need to get that up and off the ground. We'll meet weekly one-on-one and have five days a week private coaching access to me through messaging so you can always get the exact coaching you need and stay in forward momentum to your goals. My goal with this offer is to help you live a life you truly love, a fulfillment, joy, and meaning where you are in your purpose doing and being the person you know you are meant to be all along and to create the dream life for yourself that you desire, whatever that is. So if you want to learn more about it, hit the application link in the show notes. It is a non-committal application. All you have to do is submit, and then we'll hop on a discovery call together to make sure this is exactly the thing that you need to reach your goals so you can finally start living a life of purpose and fulfillment where you know you're aligned with the exact life you want to live. Whatever that next big step is for you, whether it's leaving your job, starting a business, pursuing a new project, moving across the world, or just simply doing more of what you love, it is 
is all possible with the tools and support inside of my one-on-one coaching. All right, I cannot wait to connect with you guys and see your applications. Now let's jump back into the episode. My family made me really used to traveling. My my mom was a big traveler and even like as a whole family, we were always we were always doing travely type things. That's what I would always like ask for presents and like spend my money on and still do. Realistically, guys, um, was traveling. And so I wasn't scared of logistics or, you know, getting around or lost in a new culture, any of that. I kind of loved that aspect of solo traveling, like kind of getting yourself stuck in shit and having to figure it out if that so happened. And also as an introvert, I wasn't afraid of being alone. Um, I actually really craved it sometimes. And if you're not an introvert, like that's totally fine. As an extrovert, way tons of ways to meet other people and indulge in that side of yourself. So I think solo travel appeals to both sides. Like there's a misconception that if you're traveling solo, you're just going to be alone and bored. You can if you shut yourself away and don't talk to anybody. And if you want to just like R&R and like retreat yourself and recuperate, whatever, yeah, you can hide and no one will find you. But equally, it's very easy to be noticed and seen as someone traveling solo and meet a lot of people. And I'm going to get into that in this episode. But so for me, I didn't really get my chance to fully travel solo until 2018, like thoroughly and really deeply. And this was when I was in Asia for six months, as I said, on exchange for school. And that changed my whole world, guys. Like I had lots of time spent with loved ones too that came traveling with me and like met me there. But I grew as a person by far the most when I was on my own. In in like the blissful moments and also when shit hit the fan and I had to learn how to figure it out, like in both, kind of like you can't have light of the dark, like that's what made my experience and why I grew from it. And one of the most defining moments actually right at the very beginning of my trip, so I was on exchange in Singapore and um, within a month of being on exchange, my friends were planning a weekend away. And uh, we were looking at going to Koh Phi Phi, which is in Thailand. And like, I was all gung-ho about it. It's like the second weekend we were there in January. And then right at the last second, they all bailed on me. I don't know what happened. They decided to go somewhere else and they like, didn't tell me. Bad friends. It's fine. We're, we're over it. I have, I have no hard feelings about it. But um, yeah, they bailed on me. And then I was like, well, what the hell? I wasn't just going to go to Koh Phi Phi by myself because it's like party city. And so I was like, just going to stay in Singapore. And I'm like, no, fuck it. I have only so many weekends here. And I was sort of like sound and cooped up for a day. And then I was just like, nope, I'm going to go. And I instead I booked a trip to Bali. I went to Bali. It was monsoon season. So I knew it was going to rain. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I don't care. And I hung out in like my own little villa for a day. It was sort of like sad and had a pity party. And not even, like, I just was, like, low-key. And then I was like, screw this. Why am I just sitting here? And I don't have anybody to wait on. I was like, holy hell, I'm the only one that's stopping myself from doing anything here. And that was some of the most memorable three days of travel I had. Like, this sounds so stupid, but I was so afraid of driving a scooter because like or a motorbike whatever in Polly because they drive insane they don't have rules and they drive on the left side of the road so you're like doing opposite turns and I'm like I'm gonna make it fall on myself or get hit or whatever and I like figured out how to do that in a day even though that was like I was so so afraid of doing that and I'm like this is the best thing ever love riding on scooters in Bali now and um you know, being in the middle of nowhere with like no service, I got lost, completely lost. Um, one night in the pouring rain, no idea how to get back to my villa, no idea how to talk to anybody. I don't have Google Translate because my phone's dead, and just stuff like that where you have to like grow so effing fast because you're in it, like you're in the moment. You got to figure it out, and that kind of wet my appetite and got me like really addicted to doing it more. One of the other coolest things when I was there was, um, and I'm going to get into like this in a, in a little bit, but meeting this one girl, I had the, one of the most memorable days of my life. And it was because I was traveling solo. If I had been with anybody else, like would not have happened. I'll get into that, but like, yeah, just the best memories there. And, you know, e- even when I was in Singapore as well, like at school, quote unquote, that's traveling for me, right? I'm from Canada and having like endless days in Singapore there, which just like, no, like not no friends. I have friends, but, um, 
just kind of waking up and having to say, what do I really want to do today? You know, no one else is dictating it. No one else is saying like, I have no schedule apart from just school on a regular basis of what I need to do and where I need to be. Do I want to shop? Do I want to just sit by the river? Like, do I want to go for a bike ride? Do I want to just stay in bed and read a book? And I really got to every morning wake up and go, hmm, like, what do I feel like doing? And that was magical because we don't do that or we don't consciously do that uh, at home just because everything is like so prescriptive, I think, in our schedules. Um, Or for me, the other moment I had was like being in Japan and I was there like solo and in the middle of flash flooding season and getting stuck in like rural villages in the middle of floods trying to figure out how to get out of there and back to Tokyo. Like all these situations when you travel solo, you just have you to be with, which is intimidating, yes, but it is so cool and it's so confidence building because, guys, you figure it out. You're like, I'm not going to be stuck in a flood and die. I'm not going to never get home to my villa in the pouring rain. Like, I'm going to figure it out somehow. I'm not just going to sit in my room in Singapore and never do anything. I'm going to figure it out, right? You are forced to step out of your comfort zone, ask yourself to give you the answer instead of anybody else. And it builds up so much confidence so quickly, like quicker than I think any other tool out there in the world can. So all this to say, I back solo travel so, so much because I have never grown more or made as many lasting memories as I have when I'm traveling solo. It's just brought me so much peace and fundamentally is, I think, the reason for understanding myself so much more deeply as a person now. And it's an incredible opportunity to just dive into yourself. If you want to get in tune with, you know, who you are, your desires, your quirks, your weaknesses, your boundaries, your fears, your limits, and your untapped potential as well. This is one of, honestly, the best and easiest outlets to do it because it challenges you in so many ways and gives you so many opportunities, I think, to just flourish. So kind of in this episode around solo travel, I wanted to share with you guys a few of the main reasons that I believe you should, if you can't tell already, but that I believe you should 100,000% travel solo at least once in your life. And, you know, if not all the time, over and over and over again. Because once you do it once, realistically, you're going to be hooked. Same as me. So so number one reason on my list here that you should travel solo once in your life is that it helps you figure out who you are. Because when you're alone, as I've said already, you only have your thoughts to contend with. And so in that really expansive space, like all the noise is gone. The noise of the world, the noise of everyone else around you, the noise of other people's opinions. It's just like you in your brain. And you might have some noise going on in there as well. But you're able to like have these conversations with yourself. What do we want to do today? What do we want to eat right now? What do I want to see or like what kind of state of mind do I want to be in? You have no one else to bounce that off of and take their desires or like their thoughts or opinions into consideration. You're only left to tune into yours. And the byproduct of that is that you start doing things and not doing things way more authentically to who you are rather than anybody else, right? Because you're not keeping up any pretenses to anybody else. You're not appeasing anybody. You're just doing or not doing everything true to you. And by having that opportunity, you figure out what matters to you and like what you like and dislike and all of that so much more clearly. You know, many moments where everyone else is doing stuff and I've just been like, yeah, no, I actually don't feel like it or, you know, I feel no pressure not to. Um, Or on the flip side, you know, I get an idea and I just have the confidence to give myself permission to go for it when I'm traveling solo. It builds up so much confidence and self, self-trust, self I think, in knowing who you are because, you know, you only have that voice in yourself to listen to. And the more and more you do that, it starts to paint a way clearer picture. I think faster than anything, it would be at home with all the external influences that we have of who you really are. A, a way to amplify this when traveling solo, I think, is like, get your ass off social media that's huge as well. And like get disconnected from the life that you have wherever you are from for the time that you are traveling solo. I don't care if like for me, 
I live my life and I'm like super present in it when I'm traveling solo. And then if I want to update all my stories at the end of the day to be like, cool, here's what I've been up to. Like I do that. That's fine. But be really present as well. This is like a 1.5 to my number one here, but like be really present as well, because that is what's going to help you figure out, you know, all those aspects of who you are. You need to be present. And if you're disconnected and, you know, asking other people for opinions or whatever, back at home from where you like versus asking that the person next to you or a local or something like that like where would you go to find a waterfall oh you know over here like get off blog get off google um be present and ground in and just really listen to yourself um because it'll expose so much for you so that's my my first one there number two is by traveling solo you take way more chances and surprise yourself this one's huge, like huge for me. I think there's a little bit of reckless energy that I love that comes with solo travel. And if you've ever experienced it, you're a veteran at it, like you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's like this optimism that anything is possible. You know, anything can happen today. I don't know if you guys watch Friends, it's my favorite show, but I think of the episode where like Ross and Chandler are like so excited because they're like, Gandalf's coming to town, like Gandalf's coming to party, like we could end up in Canada tonight. And I, okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch that episode. I I forget which one it is. But point being is like, there's that essence of, I don't know what today's going to bring. And that's an aspect, sure, of like wiping your slate clean and having limited plans. So I I don't not plan. Like when I'm traveling, I definitely do have plans. I have things I want to see, but I let them unfold naturally. And if I don't get to them, I don't get to them. I wasn't supposed to. So that's, that's an aside. Anyways. Yeah, unless you've planned everything to a T, which I just don't recommend you doing in general, that kind of optimism and like anything can happen energy is so exciting. And what it does is allow the opportunity for you to surprise yourself when you start working off of your intuition, when you start working off of, you know, the last point I had of the things that you really care about, the things that you really want to do, or like the messages you're getting, you just start acting on that without all this opposition and like opinions of why it's like a good idea or a bad idea. So when I'm traveling solo, when someone invites me to something, I honestly, I find myself going, sure, like, why the fuck not? Let's go. Um, Not always, because sometimes it won't be a hell yes. It'll be like, nah, like I, that's not my thing. Um, But then I'm like, so I'm so confident in the answer. I'm not wishy-washy about it. I'm like either yes or I'm like, no. And I'm not like that when I'm at home. Solo travel, because you only have your decision there, you can just get to be so much more decisive about that. Like, for example, when I was in France, I was in Paris uh, for a month again, visiting there. This was back when I was 20. Um, and I was there after exams. Like, I was done my my year at university there. And when I was there, I heard that they were filming The Hunger Games nearby. The last movie, the fourth one. And I just went, like, zero thoughts about getting arrested or anything like that. I just, like, literally went... And I snuck on the set and I was there for like two days hanging out with like a bunch of other French kids and like, it was ridiculous, breaking into buildings and like, I'd never be that ballsy at home. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I was just like, yeah, sure. Why not? And that sort of energy of like traveling solo of, I don't have all of the like stupid reasons why that doesn't work or shouldn't work or bad idea or blah, blah, blah that you get when you are like really conservative and risk averse at home. And when I think about it now, like that's a dumb idea. What I do is a dumb idea. Cause if I had gotten arrested, like that would have been so shit. I'm in a different country. My parents aren't here. Like what? Yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day though, was I going to die? No. Was I going to be homeless? No. Like all of my needs were still met. So some of that risk profile just, I think leaks in and some of the best memories. And I, I lean on that experience when I'm like being really, like wishy-washy about stuff or like really um not decisive deliberate confident about decisions I go okay where's the girl that just broke onto a movie set in Paris like let's let's channel that energy because she came from somewhere so it unlocks parts of yourself and makes you surprise yourself and you know lo and behold nothing bad happened but realize that a lot of oppositions that you hold for what's possible or within your comfort zone are only because you're in the environment here that is your comfort zone. And if that environment changes to be more unknown or unexpected, 
I find your decisions become that way too. And you can really surprise yourself with what you're capable or what you're willing to do as well. Be it like try new foods or like meet a whole bunch of strangers at some like networking thing. I don't know, whatever. Your your openness um, kind of comes as a reflection of the openness of the, of the, of the new place you're in. Another example, and this one was huge for me, like a huge life moment for me was when I was in Australia and I was at the Great Barrier Reef and guys, my greatest fears are giant open spaces. So the ocean and outer space. So I'm afraid of really deep water. I'm not afraid of the ocean, but like deep water. And I swore I'd never scuba dive because my perception of scuba diving was like, uh, it's like that scene in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and he goes over the edge and it's just like a cavern of nothingness. And then I think of Nemo and that like fish with the light on its head. That's like a piranha. I, these are all really, really dumb, but that's where my brain goes. Anywho, I'm on this trip for snorkeling thing on the Great Barrier Reef and we're on a boat and going out to the reef and they come over the intercom and they're like, okay, last minute signups for scuba diving. We have a couple spots for our intro. Anyone uh, interested, please raise your hand and our whatever people will come over to you. And I'm like, fuck no. And my and I look up and my hands in the air and it was like a whole body disconnected from brain moment where I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Put your hand down. <laughs> like, do not put your hand up. And someone's already approaching me and now I'm sweating and like, <laughs> and I'm like, what am I going to say to this person? Like I have a, a personality disorder where I can't like control my body. Anyways, I end up signing up uh, shitting my pants, mind you, without knowing what I'm doing. But they assured me, they're like, it's 10 meters. It's fine. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm not going to die. Whatever. We're just going to do it. We're going to get over the fear. Anyway, so my subconscious knew what it wanted to do for me there. And it knew that it needed to push my comfort zone way far out of what I was comfortable with. And that truly is one of the best I would on a limb decisions I have ever made because I did it and I loved it so much. Well, I didn't, okay, I still don't, like, love the sensation of, like, going down meters and meters and meters in the water, but, like, what I realized is that we got down the 10 meters. I was actually the best person in my group at it in terms of, like, equalizing pressure and all that, and I just was like, oh, this world is, like, the same one above ground. It's just water. Like, what are you afraid of? And I could sit on the ground. I could sit on the ocean floor because it was only 10 meters, and I was like, oh, no, I'm afraid when I can't see the bottom. That's it. Okay, great. I can scuba dive to like 30 meters. No problem. So long as I know that there's a bottom. And it broke that fear. I'm not afraid of the ocean anymore if I know there's a bottom. If I don't, if I can't get to it, if I can't see it or whatever, then yeah, okay, that's kind of concerning still. And we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. But it that experience proved I was so much bigger and stronger than my fears. Would I have ever had that experience otherwise if I wasn't traveling solo? No, I'd probably be with people who are like, oh yeah, Mel, you shouldn't do that. Like, you're afraid of the ocean. You don't know what's going to happen. Or I, d- I wouldn't want to look stupid in front of somebody else judging me that like knows me. I don't care about strangers. But you know what I mean? Like, I had nobody else but myself to contend with in that experience. And so I showed myself up. And I will always treasure having that experience and knowing like, my brain doesn't always know what's good for me. Sometimes like, you know, my heart and my body knows something else and knows what I need to do instead. And I've had those moments in other less extreme circumstances of, you know, thinking one thing and having my body tell me, no, we're doing this other thing when I'm traveling solo or we're going in this direction or we're, you know, taking this path in that, that intuition guiding and leading you through your travels is like really, really cool to see happen. Okay. Number three, or number three, third reason why you should travel solo at least once in your life is that you learn to slow down, quiet down, and like learn inner peace. Solo travel really, if you haven't got the picture already from what I've been saying, it gets you away from the noise. That's not to say you have to be on some like retreat in the forest to be able to do that, but it gets you away from the mental noise. Like no one is vying for your attention anymore. No one is dictating what you have to do or when you have to do it. It's literally up to you. So you can choose to have it packed and like be distracted the whole time and, you know, have it be like a Disney World carnival ride. Like you are just go, 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 go. That's maybe that's what you want. Or maybe it's the opposite, but you have only your voice to contend with in that. And even if you are having like a more adventurous type of experience, which are usually mine, like my style, 
it still allows you to slow down from the crazy pace of your life you normally live because that pace is so exhausting, I think, at home because we have our voice and then we have our boss's voice and then we have our family's voice and then we have our friend's voice and all that shit is in our head all the time vying for attention. And when you're not traveling in a group, you know, you just have yourself, but like if you're with your family, if if you're with a group, like how I'm with my family here, there's a bunch of decisions and opinions and everything that always gets, has to be factored into everything. And that is exhausting. It is exhausting to always have to like compromise or know what you want as well, but not be able to act on it because it's not just your decision. So for me, when I was in Maui every morning at 7am, as I said, I had that little gateway to the beach. I'd go out and I'd walk along the beach before doing anything else. And I'd sit there and I'd just watch surfers and I'd journal and I'd just be present. Like sometimes I wasn't even journaling. I was just sitting there like with my toes in the sand, squishing it around and thinking. And I never get to do that with when, when I'm with others because it's always, you know, pulling you to what they're doing or like, someone's like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh my God, I have to explain it to you. I don't know where I'm going. I'm going for a walk. Okay, cool. Can I come with you? And you know, if you just have yourself, it allows moments for stillness and stillness is foreign. See, it's weird. Like we don't want to sit in it. And we, especially when we're traveling, we don't think there's space for it. If we're traveling with other people, but when you're traveling solo, stillness is kind of all you have sometimes. Stillness of mind, which then you can reflect in stillness of your environment. And those moments are very special and they're very rejuvenating and they're very clarity producing, I suppose. Try it for yourself and you'll see what I mean. But the opportunity is much more frequent there for that slowdown and that peace um, inside to come. Fourth reason. Is this my last one? No. Fourth reason for why you should travel solo is that it strengthens your intuition like crazy. I think my examples already proved this, but you know, back to that point about tuning in when you are solo and when you can slow down and when you start trusting yourself more, like all those things, you inevitably strengthen your intuition like crazy. There have been many times when I've been out and I just get a little nudge to like, hey, why don't you take that trail? Or hey, um, that, that waterfall looks cool over there on that sign. Why don't you just like take a detour? And then it's some of like the best experiences that I've had, or like I meet someone in that spot or whatever, but listening to my intuition, just guide everything. That's probably my favorite part. Honestly, if I, if I had to pick anything, that's probably my favorite part about traveling solo. (laughs) One of these experiences for me was when I was in Bali on that trip for the first time that one weekend and I was by myself and I had my scooter and I was just like freaking loving life because I'm ripping around all over the place in this thing and in Ubud and I really wanted frozen yogurt why we don't know I, I can't even have dairy so who the hell knows why I wanted frozen yogurt I don't actually think I wanted it I think that was the intuition telling me telling me to go to a, this frozen yogurt place there's one in Bali or sorry in um in Ubud and it's pouring rain like if, if I drive this scooter, I'm going to wipe it out. So I stop and lo and behold, where I park, there's a Froyo place. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, this is exactly what we wanted. But bing, bang, boom. Walk in there. It's getting packed because it's pouring rain. So everyone's trying to hide from the rain. So I get my frozen yogurt and there's one table left for two people. Very small shop. And I sit down and yeah, my intuition just was like, go in this Froyo, like Froyo place, get some and just like sit and hang out for a bit. And there was this girl that came over and she asked if anyone was sitting there. And I was like, no, go ahead. It was the only remaining seat in that place because everyone else was like in couples. And her name's Eva. And she's from Switzerland, but she's like French. And we just had like the best chat about life. And then the next day, I was leaving Bali the next day at like 4 p.m. or like 5 p.m. or something. Maybe it was night. No, it was a night flight. So I had the day, but I was leaving. And she was like, hey, come with me tomorrow. Like me and my friend, he's French. We're going on this like waterfall hunt for this one random waterfall in the north. Like come with, um, it'll be awesome. And I was like, sure. And literally I had one of the best days with her. I still always think about this day. And we just were like best friends. And we found this waterfall and I've gone back to it three times now. I went back to it with 
my mom. I went back to it with my boyfriend when he came to Bali and my brother went to it when he went to Bali. And it's like so special for me now because just listening to my intuition to want to go in that shop, the fact I wanted Froyo when I can't even eat it, like all of that stuff was supposed to happen because I was supposed to meet her. And she taught me so many great things at the beginning of my experience when I was over in Asia to just be like so open to everything that could happen to you. She just spent like a month um, riding her motor, like she bought a motorbike in Vietnam. I think she was here for two months and she drove the whole country by herself from one end to the other. And it, yeah, it just opened my mind up so much to like what happens if, if you are open as a person and yet just as a human to what can happen for you. But if you're also listening to your intuition of where it's trying to tell you to go next, because it's trying to line things up for you and traveling solo gives you the opportunity to listen to it. You, I cannot listen to it in the slightest when I'm traveling with other people or when I'm in a group. And even if I do hear it, I'm not acting on it because I have other people that I'm like considering in, I can't just do whatever the hell I want. So that opportunity to just listen and tune in and act on your intuition and the hits it's giving you is, you know, it's so phenomenal. And the coolest thing, this is an aside, but the coolest thing to that experience as well, guys, is like, think about it this way. And I I said this to Eva after when I was saying bye to her, I was like, what's so cool to me about solo travel is if I wasn't by myself, you wouldn't have asked me if you could sit there. Every other table was full, right? If I was with somebody else in that furrier shop, someone like a boyfriend, a best friend, whatever would be sitting in front of me. She would have never asked if she could sit down. And if I wasn't by myself... Or, well, if she wasn't by herself either, she would have never bothered to ask me for the table. And so what happens is, like, solo people are, like, magnets that attract each other. Because it's like you have a big light bulb on your forehead that goes, hey, I'm alone. Like, come talk to me. And not in a creepy way. In a, like, let's get connected way. There's something about it. And if you ever feel like you're scared about traveling solo because you're going to be lonely, you it is the opposite of that. So long as you're open to it. It is the opposite of that. Anyways, the other thing with this too around listening to your intuition is like when you don't have anyone else to rely on, you don't have anyone else to rely on. Simple, but like in in both the like you have to worry about their needs and what they want type of way, but also in like the opposite way of you don't have anyone else to rely on. Like no one else is around you to bail you out. You've got to figure shit out by yourself. And that's really powerful to have to do and to trust yourself. And in this case, like your intuition also turns on in not so great situations as well. Like it keeps you out of trouble. My one example of this was in um, Japan when I was in Hiroshima and not that it was like a dangerous place. I don't know what, like just something in my intuition just told me like it was like a flashing red light of like, hey, like be aware a little bit. But I was walking home. I went for dinner, like in some one random area um, my phone was at 2%. My map wouldn't work. I didn't have, I don't know if I had service or not. Anyway, I was going in the absolute wrong direction of where my hostel was. Um, and it's like dark out and I'm just like, there's, it was weird. There was nobody, not a car, no people, nothing on these streets in this neighborhood I was in. And I'm like, fuck, um, I don't know where I'm going. I don't speak Japanese and my phone's going to die. And I, you, you can drink open container in, in Japan. So like, you just buy it from the drugstore. I had, like, a Smirnoff ice or something like that. It was in, like, a glass bottle. And really, like, I sort of just got a pang from my intuition that was, like, hey, um, again, I don't have the map. I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. It just was, like, hey, turn around um, and, you know, walk on that side of the street because there's light over there and flip your bottle over. I've never done that in my entire life. Like, walking as if, like, and I didn't feel unsafe. I didn't feel, like, it wasn't sketchy. But your intuition sort of just like lights on, I think, in some of those moments. And maybe I was being really preoccupied, or um, not preoccupied, but the, or, uh, whatever, safety conscious and just like um, paranoid. That's the word I'm thinking of. But I distinctly got that hit that it was looking after me and it was just going, you're in the wrong direction. Turn around. As if my brain knows where it's going. Maybe it does. And flip your bottle over. And I walked home like that and I just kept walking straight in the other direction. And I don't know, I made a turn somewhere and I got home. I didn't have a map, but your intuition looks out for you. Uh, and it will, it will ignite itself when it needs to, especially when you're traveling solo. Okay. Last but not least is number five, 
I was gonna say this is my favorite. No, this is like the intuition is probably my favorite, but I love this as well because it ties into what I was saying about Eva. Number five is that you just meet so many amazing people. Everyone thinks that if you travel solo, you're going to be super lonely all the time. And what you come to realize, guys, is that you are also like you are the exact opposite of being alone. Because traveling solo is what connects you with so many more people than you ever would have been if you were traveling with others, if you're traveling in a group or with friends or with your family. Like there there has to be a willingness of you to want to put yourself out there and do that as well, right? Like we read energy as human beings. So if someone's sitting over there and like they're clearly giving off the vibes of do not mess with me, like don't talk to me. I know that. Like I, I pick up on that when I'm around hostels when I'm around people but like at the same time I can totally tell when someone's like traveling solo living their best life like whatever they're open to meeting people and you just talk like you start talking to them and you realize the world isn't so scary and we don't need to be afraid of each other and everyone is like out there looking and searching for something and searching to experience and feel something as well and the people that are traveling solo they're on a different wavelength, I think, and you can have the coolest connections and meet, like meetings with, like with them, for the shortest amount of time too. And it's not a waste of time. Like meeting someone for a day, at home, and like connecting with them a bunch, and then just being like, "Peace, never see you again." That seems so weird and foreign to us to do that at home. Like, why would we do that if it's not going to last? But traveling solo and meeting people there, everyone's so keen to do that because it does last. The connection with them might not. You may never see them again in your life. But the experience you get from connecting with that person, that lasts forever for you. I mean, look at all the examples I already shared with you, right? So you are never alone when you're traveling solo. You honestly are the opposite. Like, it's the most connective kind of environment I've ever been in. So when I really want to, like, enjoy myself and also be exposed to so many new people, I travel solo. I don't go with people I know because then if I go with people I know, I bring the environment that I know and I want a shift of that when I, when I travel solo. Yeah. The people that I've met, they, they, they'll always be people who have changed my life. I'll never forget who they are and they just stick with you. Um, and they're reminders of all the different ways. I think that you, you grew and you, you grow through an experience like that and putting yourself out there, you know, my day with Eva, I already explained that to you. Like Maui, the other week when I was there, I spent time, I met, as I said, the the girls from France and Germany, and I had like the best times with them. Like from the freaking first day, I just asked them if they wanted to come up the volcano with me. And we we're like, we we're like goofing around and doing all this stuff up there for like freezing our asses off at like 13,000 feet. Like so funny, had so many laughs with them. And then like the whole next day, just in the jungle with them on the road to Hana and like having yeah it was just exactly what I was wanting in my experience of going there and I had a vision of what that experience could be but like didn't plan it out didn't know how it would pan out and just said to the universe like you show me what it's gonna look like like I'm open to it the other kind of really quick example I had of that is when I was in Amsterdam um this is when I was in France this spring but I was in Amsterdam for a weekend just to travel there and met a girl in my dorm room in my hostel um named Jasmine and she's from Brampton so she's Canadian as well I always find the Canadians like they're they're always like gung-ho to talk to people in hostels and like the accent as well but me and her spent the whole next day like in a cafe vibing out on like manifestation and spirituality and like purpose and life and and then she or I had to leave the next day I had to go back to Paris and like that was it like we had the best one day together and I'll message her sometimes and I'm sure I'll see her eventually in Toronto if I'm her in Brampton or something again but you start to collect like these experiences and not collect people, but collect your experiences with those people and what you took from them and how they make you grow. So that is another big one up there of what I love so much about it is meeting people. But just know that if you are afraid of doing it because you think you'll be alone and lonely, you will only be lonely if you choose to be. Because the contradictory reality of it is that traveling solo connects you with far more people than you ever would um, traveling with people, you know, or in a group or anything. So that is what I have for you guys today. If you've never traveled solo before, please take this as your sign to get out there and to try it. Like even if it's for a weekend away somewhere or it's like a day trip on your own and you've never done that, you always need people to go with. 
I really encourage you to take these messages, take these takeaaways and like find ways you can apply them for yourself in your own experience. All of these things are super applicable, no matter if it's a big trip or a small one. And doing this is one of the most rewarding experiences. And I, I personally plan to definitely do a lot more of it in the coming year now that it's like reawakened that fire. And, uh, it has just made me really, really stoked and excited about it. So stay tuned for more crazy and fun stories when I do. And if you're intimidated about like the logistics of travel as well, and you don't know where to begin, I encourage you to check out my previous episode I made on all my major travel hacks revealed for you is what the episode's called. Um, seriously, if you listen to this, it will help you so much if you're intimidated by all that stuff. Um, I have a lot of ways, tips, tricks in there that will make you a lot more confident to get out there and plan your next adventure. And always, I mean, you can DM me if you have a question about it. Always happy to shed some light on that. But I will link the episode in the show notes here so that you can jump back to that one and listen to that one too if you want. Really good nuggets in there. I know everyone is getting out there more and more after COVID. So if you do have any crazy solo travel stories or even not crazy, but you just want to share them with me from your own experience... I genuinely would love to hear them. So please hit me up in my DMs. I am at I am Melissa K or email me. That's in the show notes there. I honestly want to hear all about it. So would love to hear that or go leave it in a review. And on that note too, if you like the pot, if you like the podcast and want to keep listening to it, I really, really appreciate and love hearing your guys's reviews. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down on the podcast and leave a quick review there. Love to read them. I'm going to be featuring some of them in the next upcoming episodes, but want to keep delivering what you guys want to hear. So if you like this content, you want to keep hearing about travel, like I will keep dumping episodes about travel stuff in here. But I don't know, maybe you want to hear about like, I was going to say dating, but like, don't ask me to talk about that. But like, if you want to hear about business or you want to hear about manifestation or, you know, more stuff on purpose, whatever it is, uh, let me know in the reviews there or in the DMs and we will get to that stuff. Okay. Time for me to head back outside and into the sunshine and the warmth. So just soaking up the last bits of it with my family here. But I have enjoyed this episode so much with you guys. Going to uh, keep bringing bringing some fun content your way. Now I'm going to go head out and find more turtles. Hope you guys are having the best, best days, nights, mornings, wherever you are. I will catch you guys in the next episode. See you later. Oh,